Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everyone. And welcome to this week's episode of Shirts and Time. If you could do me a massive favor by following the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, at Shirts and Time Pod, that would be absolutely class. Also, can you please leave me a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts? Let me know your favorite and least favorite shirts from the team me and the guests have discussed in this episode. You can play along with Goals in Time, so don't forget to let me know how you got on on that as well. If you want to watch Goals in Time, I will be uploading just that part of the podcast onto YouTube, at Shirts and Time Podcast, so you can see the goals for yourselves and watch our reactions to them. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Shirts and Time and this is an absolute chaotic start. I've got Mick here, an iconic collector in my opinion and what's on the screen at the minute, I'm going to have to put this as the clip I think straight away, it's just rails upon rails. Did you say them match one Mick? All of them, every single one. (laughs) And hold on, hold on, I started with a special walk-in wardrobe and we haven't even, look... (laughs) It just goes on and on. Look, it never fucking stops. Excuse my French. <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? You got to admit, uh, it's terrible. Uh, it's terrible. Anyway, there we go. Well, what a start! Absolutely speechless. One of the main questions that's come to mind is how on earth have you got permission from your wife to have all that in your house? <laughs> right, I've purposely done loft conversion to uh, put in the room I showed you. And it's just gone from there. It's just gone crazy. How many actual rails is there? There's seven rails and there's seven big, huge plastic IKEA boxes. And it's over 740 shirts. And every single one is match one? Yeah. It could, I could, there's probably between 30 to 50, I wouldn't be able to prove. So I could say issued at the least, and they're all worn. That is absolutely, I've never been speechless in this podcast. But oh, well, I had, because every time I come up here, I think, what the fuck have I been doing for 35 years? It's just unbelievable. <laughs> do you, I bet there's some shirts in there that you don't even know that you have, or do you know every uh, single one of them? Um... I surprise myself every now and again, actually. I think, oh, Christ, yeah, I remember that. Or, oh, yeah, I've got that. I actually, I could get a shirt from 1 to 42 squad number without jumping over a number. 
like, wow, that's quite a peculiar. Yeah, it's it, peculiar numbers, isn't there? Yeah, and uh, so it goes one all the way to forty-two. I jump over forty-three. I don't have a forty-three, and I have a forty-five. I have shirts that were worn from number one up to forty-two. What like age range? What's the oldest shirt off the top of your head that's in there? 1951, a guy called uh, Derek Parker, he wore it in 1951. And how on earth do you get a shirt from 1951 Actually, <laughs> in, your, I bought, in your life? I, I bought that at Christie's auction about 10 years ago. Oh, so not that too long ago, really. Yeah, no, it's not that long. And I've also got a shirt here, which was worn against Arsenal on Saturday, Jarrah Bowen. There you go. I've got that downstairs and it's absolutely filthy and smelly and he scored a goal with it no actually it's his first half shirt so he didn't uh, score a goal in it but he wore it on sunday so you've potentially yeah. got a match one shirt that has handed man city the title downstairs in your bedroom mm, in, your, in your house i wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far because <laughs> west ham still have to go to the Etihad. And you never know if they can get a point of arsenal they might get three off of manchester city you never know I'm a Man United fan, so I'm fingers crossed as well for that. Yeah. I'd, my mum is an Arsenal supporter, and uh, so is my younger brother. So, And I don't know any Manchester City supporters, so he's sort of fingers crossed for Arsenal, if I could choose. In that, in that match one madness, is that... West Ham, just West Ham in some international uh, places. West Ham, it's 97% probably West Ham. I have a few um, international shirts. They're usually associated with West Ham players, which, yeah. and I, I have a few that I get here and there. And I have always said, I'll get that because it's a good price. And then if I have to sell it to fund a West Ham shirt, I will. And I never sell them. It's just like crazy. You just go, oh, I can't sell that one. You know how it is yourself. I mean, yeah, you've got... Not, yeah. It's hard to sell. I'm not really a seller. Fun. Yeah. I'm more of a hoarder, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, the evidence is there yeah, for it, to see. <laughs> it's not far away from a problem. <laughs> A, health, a healthy addiction, we'll call it. Mick, a a healthy, healthy addiction. addiction. That's right, yeah. A healthy addiction. It's better than um, cocaine. Yeah, that is very true. It's probably, probably a bit more expensive, though, actually, though. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I tried that it up a couple of years ago, and I just thought, no, I'm not even going to go. No, I yeah, just, no. Yeah. Do, do I, really, I, I really don't want to know. But if, if we take an average shirt about, if we say... A match one is at two hundred pound, and I've got over seven hundred. It's one hundred and fifty grand. If there were two hundred pound, yeah, that yeah. Are you quite picky with the? So you got Jarrah Bowen from Sunday. Is it yeah. like is he like a particular player you wanted, or is it just a case of no, you get what no. you get? It's all about the badge on the front. I don't really care about the player today. Oh. I don't. Yeah. Actually, but if I'm trying to find older shirts, then you want sort of more iconic players. And I, I had there was actually a, a poll amongst the West Ham fans a few years back, and 
they picked their greatest ever team and five substitutes. And I had a shirt from every single player except for Martin Peters. I don't have a Martin Peters shirt. But I had all of the other players, every single one. This is going to be probably the easiest question for you to answer. But what? who's the most iconic name that you've got a match one shirt of? I think I know the answer, but for people who potentially don't. Bobby Moore. Yeah, I thought I thought yeah. that's who it was yeah. going to be. Yeah, it says everyone's heard of him. So it's, yeah, it's 100% that. I actually asked him for a shirt once in 90. Oh, yeah, I did. You see, I'm that old. I asked him when he was the manager of Southend United, and he didn't have one. Uh, he didn't have a shirt, but he did have a tracksuit top, which he was issued in 1963 for a tour of the United States. And the zip broke, and he asked for a new one. And they said, you you have to give the old one back, and we'll give you a new one. And they're still waiting for the old broken one, because <laughs> I have it here. Imagine saying that to Bobby Moore. You can't have a new jacket unless you give us Yeah, the but, but, but he was... Uh, <laughs> in 1963, I know, he, was, he was only club captain at the time. I asked him about the shirts. He told me... He remembers at the end of the season, the first team squads got a new shirts and then the older shirts that, that they had used were passed down to the reserves. And the year after the reserves had them, they were cut up into rags to clean spilt paint from when the youth players painted the terraces and they used to cut up the two-year-old shirts and clean up the spilt paint with them. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> Which is why they're so rare. Yeah. Yeah. They used to cut them up into rags. And it's just crazy, isn't it? If That's crazy thinking about it now. The potential yeah. value, like, of future down the line of them shirts. And they've just been... Yeah. And they're extremely hard to find. I... Uh, I asked him for a shirt. I I asked him where his FA Cup final shirt from 1964 in his cup, winner's cup final shirt from 1965 was. And he didn't know. What? He didn't have a clue. He said, I don't know where they are. So I asked him, did you ever bring them home with you? And he said he didn't. So they're, they're out there somewhere. And I don't know who has them. But how many Bobby Moore shirts yeah. do you have? One, one West Ham. I have seen a few England shirts are going, and I've seen classic football shirts have one. They have one, or they had? No, they have one. They have one? Yeah, they have one. They sold it on their site. I actually clicked that in into my bag and couldn't pay in time. Yeah, I'm going back, what, probably 15 years. And uh, the guy who purchased the shirt called them back after a few years and asked them if they would buy it back off him, and they did. And he hadn't even opened the plastic and taken out the shirt ever. Yeah, so there you go. I heard that on an interview from uh, the guys on the Classics. So they still got it. Yeah, so, how much is it up for, if you know off the top of your head? 
it sold for £1,500. I don't know what they bought it back for, or I don't know what they get for it today. Is it on the website? Have they just have they just still got hold of it and they haven't put it back? They've just got it, it, it ah, in right. their museum. It's not for sale, but everything's for sale, isn't it? It's, it's just a matter of it might be for sale if you drop them a message. <laughs> I know. I, I have to be honest. I don't know if I could be able to afford one. I would say a Bobby Moore West Ham shirt would sell at auction today with proof and providence for a around ten thousand pounds it's a lot of money yeah that's a lot of money for a piece that, of material isn't it <laughs> that, yeah and if you go back 15 years one thousand five hundred is a lot but ten thousand yeah. is, is 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 an awful lot i mean it's a car isn't it for christ's sake yeah. i mean <laughs> a deposit on a house or something yeah yeah it's it's just so I don't know if I'll be able to find a £10,000 for a football shirt today. And even if I did, I was actually divorced then. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not now. So, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I, is it all right if I spend £10,000 on a football shirt? I think I'd be homeless if I asked. Yeah. Well, the, the key there, Mix, not to, not to ask. And, yeah, but know. the point, yeah, true. <laughs> What happened to a half half of uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's the oh, this shirt just appeared. It's, it's just weird. It's all coincidence. No, I mean it, it is actually weird. It's uh, I'm surrounded by them. They're unbelievable shirts. Here we go. Uh, right here we go. Um, Mark Vivian Foe, who uh, died playing for Cameroon. Oh, yeah. He wore that in 1999. That Dr. Martin shirt. Yeah, there we go. And that's quite creepy. I was actually sat beside that. Such a nice shirt. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so I tried counting them. Uh, I think I tried in June. And I, you know, am I up to 150? Was it 175? Is it, it's, it's... How did you, like, you're surrounded there by hundreds upon hundreds of match worn shirts which is ridiculous enough statement in itself some people like myself don't even have a hundred of normal shirts never mind match worn how did you get into it how what kicked it off what started it all what kicked it off was i got the west ham admiral shirt in for my 10th birthday and it had a little plastic admiral transfer on it and i used to look in the programs and I used to see it's not the same as the player shirts. They're completely different. They are completely different. And I used to, I love that shirt, the Admiral shirt, which West Ham used from 1976 until 1980. I'm showing my age there, but still. And um, I thought, I have to get one of those when I can afford it. And yeah. I work and I grow up and I'm big. In the end, I got one and it just went from there. One has turned into over 700. <laughs> and I used, to, I, I had over a thousand West Ham shirts here, uh, but I've uh, sold all the replica shirts. After, after 1989, I sold all the replica shirts. I've uh, kept the 89 down to 1960 because they're worth more. But yeah, I sold everything just to fund the match worn. 
my oldest replica is a score draw 1987 to 89 home and away shirt. After that, it's just match one. I sold everything from after 89. That is absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. Can That's... you remember the first match worn you picked up then? My first match worn shirt was a number 12 Admiral shirt, home shirt from December the 31st, 1977. The substitute, it was an unworn sub, and I, that, it's a long, long uh, story, but it was, it was worn on the 31st of December 1977 and it had a number 12 on and it was the first one I got and I thought right I've got one now now what do I do I want another one and I want another one and I want another one and now I want the one they wear today and the one that they wore three years ago and the one they're going to wear in three years it's just gone mad actually yeah yeah. I I need a new car I have to be honest (laughs) I have to have a new my car's 22 years old. I'm driving around in a shit heap of a car. And he's just like, I'll save up in a year's time for a new car. I just, I'll end up on the train and the buses because I can't afford a new car. <laughs> yeah. I've got fucking 700 fucking shirts to spend all my money on. It's like strange, isn't it? Is it easier or harder in the modern day then to get the Mac one shirt or was it easier back in, back in the uh, It's easier today because... All the players will wear uh, two shirts again. Uh, I can go back to 1995, 96. I've uh, talked to a few players from that era. And um, John Moncur, who played for West Ham at the time, he, he played for nine years. He said they got three home shirts and three away shirts all season. Oh, whoa, whoa, that's a bit, that's a big like, change yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, today the players will get three brand new shirts a game if they're playing in the Premier League. It's not that, uh, well, it is, I suppose, because I'm older than you, but even if you go back to 1996, it's uh, 28 years ago, and they got six shirts a season, and it had to last them. And they used to mend them if they broke, and they used to, which is all they got. So it is harder to get the older stuff. It's extremely hard to get the older stuff. It's rare. I remember 1993-94, you could sponsor a player's tracksuit, shirt, shorts, or socks. And if you sponsored the shirt, you got to keep the shirt that you sponsored at the end of the year. So, obviously, our player got six shirts. And they got six sponsors who paid, I can't remember how much it was, but it was probably £100. You got the shirts. And so the players even then didn't get to keep the shirts because they were sponsored by fans. Yeah. And so I I have a Steve Potts away shirt. He was our club captain for a few years. He's a bit of a club icon. He played 499 appearances. I asked him to sign an old shirt, and he just looked at me and said, I don't have one of those. How the hell do you have one of those? And he's like, well, I sponsored you at the time, and I got to keep the shirt. 
actually thought he was going to ask for it back, but he didn't. He wouldn't have got it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I suppose he would have done, yeah. I mean... At a price, at a price. Nah, no, I suppose yeah. he wouldn't have given it to him. I wouldn't wanted to, but I think I would have given yeah. it if he asked me. Have you had any other players ask, ask for... Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I have actually. I have. I don't really want to say who on here. Uh, oh but, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, yeah. I have a couple of cup final shirts, and the players at the time regretted uh, swapping at the time, and they wanted their shirts back. And I know they want them back because I've been asked through friends or and it's like hey man i've had that for 25 years you had it for an hour and a half and you swapped so <laughs> hey man it's mine you know what i mean it's not yours i know you wore it but you had it an hour and a half and you swapped so yeah it's mine and it's hard to, i mean you don't really particularly want to say no yeah, especially when it's from a, a cup final. Yeah, it's moment. like it's an FA Cup final. I no, you can't have that back. <laughs> no, I'm afraid you can't. I actually, um, I did say once I'll swap it for you if you give me your long sleeve shirt and your medal. And they didn't answer. And yeah. no, and they didn't answer me then because obviously they don't want to give me the medal. It's like, well, I understand you're not going to give me the medal, so hopefully. You'll understand. I'm not going to give you the shirt either. It's the same thing because you've had the medal for, uh, I can actually tell you how long. You've had the medal for 43 years. I've had the shirt for 30. So it's mine. When I'm six feet under, you'll have to dig me up and you have to break it out of my cold, dead hands. And then you, you can make this, this, the yeah. numerous amount of rails and boxes and 700 of them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, the other thing, you have to find it as well. I yeah, mean, yeah. But I, 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 I've had some iconic other shirts that I've, I had a Michel Platini Juventus shirt, and I sold that to fund West Ham shirts. I regret that like hell. It was like, how can you sell a Michel Platini Juventus shirt? I mean, it was the iconic one. It. What was the name of the sponsor? Ariston, I think. I think it was 80, I can't remember. And I sold it and I remember selling it and I didn't think anything about it. But it's like, how can you sell a Michel Platini event? It must be round the bend. And it's like, it would cost me probably, if if I could find one, it would probably cost me 30 times what I sold it for. Yeah. So I was on listening to the radio before and it was uh, Jeff Hurst and it was on about how he did or auctioned off his World Cup winning shirt and his medal. Yeah, I was and in yeah. that auction actually. I bid oh, on that shirt. Yeah. How much did he go for? Was it was it ninety or ninety six plus uh, fees? And the guy owned it for, I think he owned it for three or four years, and he sold it on for three hundred thousand pounds after three or four years. How much would that be worth nowadays? Well, in England, it's probably the, the, the yeah. most iconic shot. I don't know. I, I suppose you'd get up to half a million pounds. You'd get yeah. or more. I mean, it depends. Yeah. I mean, Diego Maradona went for seven million pounds. I mean, yeah. when money is an object, 
It's you just keep your hand up in the auction, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it when I heard that uh, story on the radio and he said, I remember it being in the ninety thousands, and I think he said it was about 10, 10 to fifteen years ago. No, he sold it in two. Uh, it was either two thousand and one or two thousand two thousand and one. Because oh, I longer than that. Yeah, I. I did actually bid very early in the auction and then it got a bit crazy and I thought, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a story about that. I told my ex-wife that that we should borrow £100,000 on the house and buy the shirt as an investment. And she thought I was around the bend. She thought, there's something fucking wrong with you. There's no way I'm putting £100,000 on the house. For a football shirt, and three years later, he sold it for three hundred thousand pounds. So I was right. Please tell me you, you showed her the article. Or you should, showed me yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it was just—it was a lucky guess. It's not a lucky guess. I just knew it, I, the most iconic England shirt that there is. Yeah. But actually, handing over a hundred thousand pounds for a shirt—I don't know if I could actually do that. I'm sort of. Uh, I I thought it would go for twenty or thirty, but it just went crazy. It just went like it just went up and up and up, and I thought, "Whoa, I'm completely." And it it went to two guys who were actually bidding on the phone. I wonder if they bought it with the intention of selling it on because they knew the value would eventually increase, or if they were going to keep it just for themselves and then saw how much they could get. It was around about the time that the kicked off the prices has just started to go up i bought uh i can show i bought can you remember the iconic england blue away shirt which they brought to the world cup in italy in 1990 and they never wore it is it the one with the three lines across the no it's the one before that i think i can show you hold on if you give me five, oh, no, yeah. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, there's me going on football kit archive. When... <laughs> right now, they brought this one to the World Cup, okay, and I bought that in auction for two years before Jeff Hursty sold his shirt, and I picked this up for under three hundred pounds. I, I suppose if I sold it today, I'd probably get ten times my money for it. Probably would because it's been a uh, squad signed. Yeah, I, I saw the, yeah, I saw the signatures as well. It's an estimate, but I'd get two thousand for it easy. So it was just he sold his about ten years too early, too early. Jeff Hurst, and I knew it's it's an investment. It, it was just like I can't believe I was literally typing in football kit archive to look at the shirt when. You're sat across me on the other screen. <laughs> of course, you have that. Yeah, you've had a yeah. I, I have. That. But I bought, I bought that because I knew I'll be able to buy that, and in a few years I'll be able to sell it to fund yeah. the West Ham shirts. But I can't sell that shirt now because it's just special shirt, isn't it? I've had it twenty years, and so it's not going anywhere. It's just yeah, like, you've got you've got build yeah, with it now. Yeah, I'll buy that, and uh, in a couple of years, I'm going to sell it, and I'm going to buy a wet. But I don't do it. I don't ever sell. I just oh, I'll tell you what I do. I will buy another one, and it just carries on. So um, you've mentioned before the Platini shirt that you've yeah sold on. Is there any mm -hmm. other 
shirts that you have regrettably sold on? Uh, yeah, I sold a Kevin Keegan England shirt and I sold a Bonjek Poland shirt that he wore at the World Cup finals. I sold that as well. <laughs> Absolutely mad. Absolutely mad. Absolutely mental. Iconic shirts, iconic players. And yeah. it's just... But I need the money to buy West Ham shirts. And I always think if the two shirts were there on the table and I could pick one and I could pick first, I'd pick the West Ham shirt. Everyone else would take the Platini or the Keegan or the Bonjek. But me being a crazy West Ham fan, I'll take the West Ham shirt. So That's a nice little bit of loyalty there, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is really. But then again, like, I don't know. <laughs> Seven. Yeah, trying to make sense of trying to make sense of a crazy situation. Yeah, like, I know there is no bloody yeah. sense, and it? It, it, it it's just it's it's strange, isn't it? I can't stop either. I always think, right, I'm not buying anymore. I'm not going to buy any next season. Sod it. I won't buy anyone. And the new season comes, and I think I don't like that kit. I don't like it. I end up getting six of them, and it's like, what's the matter with you, man? Yeah. Oh, it's like. <laughs> This, uh, I remember our away kit is plain black. It's the most boring shirt in the world. And I thought, I'm definitely not going to buy that. I'm not going to buy the new black away kit because it's just horrible and it's boring. I've got three. <laughs> and I just have to have them. I will stop one day, but I'll probably be dead. But uh, yeah, you probably still find a way of uh, getting them. So. Yeah, and it's. <laughs> and they also well, right. Here's one. If you don't, if it's the same shirt and you don't like it, why do you buy three? And I, oh, I have an answer uh, because one's got Skamaka written on the back, one's got Bowen written on the back, and one's got Antonio written on the back. They're completely different shirts. There you go. Are they? Are they all from the same competition as well? Or is that just they're, making the water even more? They are. They're all Premier League. Yeah. All Premier League, but I have the long sleeve uh, Skamaka. So, and I thought I like Skamaka. He's a good player. I was asked if I want to buy the shirt. I don't really like that shirt, but okay, I'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> what games are the, are the shirts from? Uh, the Skamaka is from Aston Villa. Bowen Antonio was away at Nottingham Forest. Have you got all the shirts from this season as well? Then the home away and thirds. Yeah, yeah, I do. What is the, like, I've got so many questions. This is ridiculous. What is, like, the craziest situation or story, then, that you've had to go through to get one of these shirts? Right. Here's one. I used to do articles in the um, Scandinavian branch of the Scandinavian bubbles. And I used to find old players, and I used to interview them. I used to send it in, and... They would uh, translate it into Norwegian and they would do a little article in the paper. And I, I got hold of um, Graham Padden, who played for West Ham in the 1976 European Cup Winners Cup final. And at the end of the interview, I asked him if he still had his shirt from that game after the interview yeah. was over. And he, he said he'd swap shirts with... He couldn't remember. So he went, <laughs> he couldn't. He went and he found the shirt and he told me the number 
I googled it and he swapped shirts with uh, Francois van der Elst, who played for West Ham after he had uh, played for Anderlecht in the early 80s. And so I had to find Francois van der Elst. Oh, right. This is pre mobile phones. Yeah. Right. And social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was in Sweden. So I had to find. Frankie van der Elst. In the, uh, it took me about a year. I found him. He owned a snooker hall in, I can't think of the name of a town. It's it's hard to pronounce. It begins with an O and ends with a K in uh, Brussels. I got hold of him. I asked him if he'd do an interview with me, blah, blah, blah. we done the interview. At the end of the interview, I asked him, is it all right now if we uh, talk about shirts? Yeah, it's great. Can you remember swapping shirts in the 1976 European Cup Winners' Cup final? And he said he did. And he still had it. So I asked him if I could buy it off him. And he jokingly said at the time, no, you can't. But if, if you come here tomorrow, I'll give it to you. So in the morning, I got up extremely early. I drove to the airport. Okay. I took the dad for work and I flew to Brussels. And I took a taxi and I went to his uh, snooker hall and I was there about quarter past nine. I will never get it. And it was shut until half past 10. So I hang around outside and about half past 10, I banged on the door and he opened the door. I instantly thought, that's Frankie. Hello, Francois. It's Mick from Sweden. I've come to get the shirt. He went, you do know I was joking, right? And I was like, well, I sort of didn't, if I'm honest. And he said... Have you come all the way over here for that shirt? And I said, well, yeah. Yeah, I have. Anyway, he asked me in. We played snooker. I played on my own all day about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. He took me to his house. He asked me if I booked a hotel. I hadn't. I hadn't at all. But I had a flight home in the morning. He cooked me a meal in his house. And he asked me if I wanted a beer. And we sat there and we, we drank beer. and. We just uh, talked about everything except for him or me. We just talked about life and we talked about everything else. And he explained that it hadn't gone well for him after his career. And he was he had to sleep at her friend's houses because he was uh, totally skinned and everything. Uh, so during the evening, he said, hold on a minute. And he just went. He walked upstairs. And he came back down with three black bin liners. I'm not lying. Three bin liners covered in dust. And and, and and he just emptied them out on the floor. And they were just old football shirts he had collected through his entire career. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. And it, he had... He had um, a Karl Heinz Rummenigge Germany shirt. He had a Franz Beckenbauer Germany shirt. He had a Johan Cruyff Holland shirt. He had, and I tried all these shirts. I didn't have a camera. It was 1995. Oh. I didn't have a camera. Yeah. I didn't even bring a camera. I just got, and I had all these shirts and I was trying them on. I looked like, a, I mean, I'm slightly, over, I was slightly overweight there, but I was getting them on and I was getting all these player shirts on. And we were getting drunk on this sofa and his wife came home and she came in the room and I'm standing there trying on <laughs> shirts and we're drunk in his house, his football shirts everywhere. And they 
sort of had a bit of a half an argument, like, who's that prat? Do you know, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> who's this geezer? Anyway, so uh, um, I woke up on his sofa in the morning. He cooked me breakfast. He drove me back to the airport and he gave me the grey and padded West Ham shirt. Wow. <laughs> That's the story, isn't it, actually? He had me screwed up, all screwed up, all in black, torn bags. I said, where do you keep up in my attic? And I'm thinking, if you get a hole in your roof. And he just, I just, I tried them all on. He had East Germany shirts. He had old roommate. And it was like he, he had Anderlecht shirts. He played for Anderlecht. He had the Pele New York Cosmos shirt as well. He actually played with, yeah, I, I I didn't try that on actually. It was pretty small, and I thought I'm not trying that on. But I was <laughs> holding, and I was uh, completely in the football shirts at the time, and I was. It's, it's like a dream. It was like, a yeah. and we did actually um, keep in uh, contact for about ten years. He sent me Christmas cards. He used to call him every now and again and ask him how it was. He sadly uh, passed away in 2015, I think. Absolutely. Unbelievable guy, extreme doubt. He was just like talking to you. He like he didn't have any airs, he didn't have any graces. He was just a guy who happened to be pretty good at football, and that was it. And yeah, well, yeah, to treat a stranger who's just turned up at his yeah, I mean, yeah, like you have to come in. I don't know what to do with you, but I have a snooker hall, so you can play snooker. So I, I play snooker all day, and he was at work. I, think, I don't know how this is going to go down because I have to get a hotel and then I have to go back in the morning. I, I sort of I, I knew that, like, if I turned up, he wasn't going to give me the shirt. But I actually I thought I could persuade him to sell it to me if if I turned up. In the end, he gave it to me, and I did say I'll pay you what I think. It, no, he said if you yeah. no, you can keep it. It's taking it's taking up space in my attic, so can you take it, please? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, well, <clears throat> I cuddled it last night when you went to bed on the sofa. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, actually, I didn't actually, but uh, I could have done. And uh, <clears throat> so that's just an uh, and West Ham have only played in two European finals ever. 1965 Cup Winners' Cup and the 1976 Cup Winners' Cup final. And I've got shirts from both games. And there are some people out there and think, oh, and? But I know for a fact that each of the players got one shirt. They got one. So there's 20 outfield. No, there's 21 because Alan Taylor came on in 1976. There's 21 outfield shirts ever. It's all there is. I've got two, and it's like no one else has got two. They're hard to find. They're extremely yeah. hard to find. I started uh, pre-social media. I, I actually, landline, I was doing this with land telephone numbers. I was like, I was fucking, I was writing letters to old players. You wouldn't dream of doing that now, would you? I think I'll go and handwrite a letter. To, 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 to who handwrites letters? I was yeah. sending them everywhere. All DMs and emails nowadays. Yeah, it's all emails. <laughs> oh, look, I think I've got his uh, Twitter. and uh, I don't know if social media is... Uh, it, it's good for getting what you've got out there, but it's... Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's access all areas, isn't it? It's twenty four seven constant contact. It's like we'll just say a player, Declan Rice. You can't tweet Declan Rice and tag him in a tweet and ask him for a shirt. I don't know if he does his own social media. Or I don't know if he has a person. Well, I do actually, and he does. But he's uh, <laughs> right. But but Jared Bowen, you can't say hello, Jared. Can I have a show. It's just like they're not yeah. going to read them. And if I can send one, he's going to get three thousand tweets every game, isn't he? You just gonna have to do what that trend was. Was it last season or the season before? And go to the game with the carbock. No, I can't do that. I'm, I, I, <laughs> right. <laughs> I I have I I have a funny story about that. Right. I. I got um, a couple of uh, Palo de Canio shirts, and I I had another one. But um, home to Liverpool, 2000. He scored a goal, and Gerard scored, I think it was a one-month draw. I think it was a one-month draw. I'm going back about uh, 23 years. He promised me the shirt from after the game, and he asked me where I was going to sit. So I told him I'm, I'm going to sit about four rows just behind the dugout. And... So after the game, he said, I, I always go around and clap the fans and I'll give you the shirt. And he, so he did. He went round and he clapped the fans. He took the shirt off and he sort of threw the shirt in my direction. Oh. <laughs> and I did catch the shirt, but then I caught the shirt and I had to look down and there's about 14 kids' eyes just staring up at me as if to say, please, mister, can I have that? And I'm like, I've flown all the way over from Sweden. I've asked him if I can have that. He said he's going to give it to me. This is not a random throw-in. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't explain that to a 10-year-old kid. Yeah. And he just looked at I said, go on then, mate. Oh, and it was like, I'm giving away a Palo de Canio shirt. Who gives away a Palo de Canio? But I had to because, like, I'm, I was like an old geezer. I don't know how old I was. <laughs> I was like... 34 and like i'm at, and come on man haven't you grown out of that yet <laughs> and i'm like no yeah. it's what i flew over for <laughs> jesus anyway so, so if i didn't have one i wouldn't have actually and there was one actually a scary one i won't say the player or the game but a player came over to me and gave me the shirt and i could see where I was in the crowd, that I have got to stuff that somewhere where the sun doesn't shine, or I'm not going to get out the ground. Yeah. I could see it, so I'm like, I'm checking my surroundings, and I thought, survival instincts kicking in. Yeah, so it was like it was down the front. I'm, if you're going to get it, you're not only yeah. going to, you're going to have to get my trousers off to get that. You're going to commit some crimes to get this year. <laughs> I put it down and under, and I tied. It was a long sleeve, and I tied the sleeves in a knot. And there was everyone was looking at, he's got that shirt, he's got that shirt. And it was like, I think I gave away about four or five shirts. I got the last Joe Cole shirt he ever wore here in Sweden. He was here on a pre-season uh, friendly. Who did West Ham play? Hugh Gordon. And he played, and he was a captain, and he was number 10. I asked him for the shirt, and he threw it into the crowd in my direction. Yeah. Okay. And I caught the shirt, and... I caught you, and all of a sudden it was torn out of my hands. And I turned around and he goes, "You don't really want it because I was going to give it to my boy." And I just, I had a look down. There's another eight, ten year old kid there. 
No, I don't really want it. It's okay. It's about it's the third time the club have ever come to Sweden. It's half an hour away from my home. Don't worry about it. You can keep it. And so yeah. yeah. I'm gonna to have to get you back on for another episode because the amount of stories yeah. that I'm not to new have is unbelievable. Oh, I don't know if they're interesting or not. Graham Pagan was a laugh actually because his wife yeah. came home with a couple of I'm I'm half freaking naked in his fucking the front room and there's shirts literally ever they're on the chair on the yeah. sofa on the floor they're ever and he's just uh, drinking beer and it, his wife walked in and she probably thought she actually spoke to me and I said uh, I don't speak Flemish and it, it was it's it just a casual. Family. It was a family tear up, and I'm not, I'm half drunk, and I, I don't care. I'm gonna try on this car line's room, and he can fuck yeah, you know, <laughs> I'll get out the barrier. I'm trying yeah. this shirt on, yeah. and it was just like, I mean, if I look it's, back at it now, it's just, yeah. it's just a casual name dropping in this scenario. Is that are just, yeah, but just but it's not all like that. I only have a couple of those, yeah. Like, no. it, well, I'll, I'll, I'll have to get you on for another episode, but for now, we will jump in. To goals in time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. Off we go. Right. Your first goal is on the 19th of May, 2012. Blackpool played West Ham in the playoff final. And this is Ricardo Vazte's goal to make it 2-1 to West Ham. I'll play a little VT just to jog your memory. I remember it. For West Ham, will it fall to one of them? It just might be Colton Cole. Vazte! Ricardo Vazte might just have found West Ham back to the Premier League. So, Mick... What minute did Ricardo Vazte score the goal that fired West Ham back into the Premier League? I'll go for... It was late. Um, 87. That's a guess. I know it was late. It was late on. I'll go 87. It was either 86, 87, 88 or 89. So I'll, I'll plump for 87. It's a guess and it's a very good guess because it's absolutely bang on. There you go. And... <laughs> That was a guess. I I do actually have. I'm not. I can. I, I think it's over there. I've got Kevin Nolan's shirt, who's a captain on that day, right over yeah. there from that game. Iconic game. I, I've I've gone go through these goals now, and you probably got a shirt from every single. No, one I don't games. know if I have. No, I don't know if I have. Well, but we'll, we'll do a little. We'll do a little checklist to see if you have. Right, the second okay. goal is on the 30th of May. 2005, again in the playoff final. West Ham played Preston at the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff. And this is Bobby Zamora's winning goal. It was in the second half. Wasn't that late. I would, it's a guess again. I would say 69. 57th. I knew it was early in the... There you go, there you go. Anyway, I knew it was early in the second half. There, there. Here we go. 
Nigel Rio Coca, captain from that game. I've got his shirt here. Now, that's just a coincidence. It is, actually, because I thought, yeah, I've got that. As soon as you saw me, click. Two out of two. two, out of two. So, 12 score overall from two, uh, two goals so far, but two match one shirts from the game. So At least I got the half right on the second one, so I'm pretty happy with that. On the 10th of May, 2016, West Ham beat Manchester United 3-2 at the bowling oh, ground. The last goal. When was the last, the last oh, ever game, last ever goal. And this was Winston Reid's goal to make the game 3-2. Oh, I can't remember. I was drunk. I know it was late. Hyatt again. Winston Reid is the man. I remember watching that game and just thinking, it's just inevitable. You're going to win. It's the last ever game. It was. It was. Was was the kick? The kickoff was delayed that game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because of the crowds and the bus couldn't get through. Yeah. It was late. I know it was late. We were a goal up. It went 2-1 to United, obviously. And then it went, I'd say, 81. And that is an honest guess. 81. I, I thought, It was late, but not that late. 81. 81st it, minute. It was the 80th minute. So just oh. a minute out. There you go. And the million-dollar question, have you got a match one shirt from that game? I don't have a worn one, but I do ah. have a... I, no, I don't. But I do have a spare Mark Noble one. And the player... Mm, there you go. And it is a Mark Noble. <laughs> and Right. All three of the captains from all three of the games, the players got four shirts each from that game. All the squad players on that day got four shirts and they're embroidered. It has a day and a date and the last game at the bowling and the 10th of May 2016. Yeah. And so I... It's not worn, but it's hey man, it's, it's, it's good enough. It's, it's, it's good, good enough. enough. It yeah. is one of the issues that I 100% he didn't wear it. I asked him if I could have no, you can't. It, it was simple, yeah. no, <laughs> understandable. You're not going to get that from the captain who's a West Ham fan, yeah, yeah. He's just it. not going to give that to you, so no. no. We'll let him off for that one, won't we? Actually, it wasn't bad. I was out by a minute. Yeah, you've you've over the first over the three goals, you're out of thirteen, which is really good going. That's pretty bad. Yeah, no, it's good going. That's not bad. I mean, your fourth goal is on the thirteenth of May in two thousand and seven. Man United, West Ham again. This one is on the last game of the season. West Ham rock up to already crowned champions. Manchester United needed a win to survive, and I can't believe I'm showing this because Carlos Tevez obviously. Yeah, I know. yeah, but you didn't need that though, did you? But yeah, this is Carlos Tevez' goal at Old Trafford to keep West Ham in the Premier League. Just keep your eye on everything around them. Makes his work there, wins it with a strength. Gets a little bit of luck with this coming through to him there. I'm not sure about the goalkeeper. Come. On. What minute? was Carlos Tevez's goal to keep West Ham in the Premier League. I remember after that goal, I remember Manchester United brought on Ronaldo, Scholes and Giggs at the same time. I'll never forget it. I thought, 
Aren't you supposed to be resting them for the FA Cup? You're supposed yeah. to be resting them for the <laughs> FA Cup final. The league game means nothing to you, but it's Alex yeah. Ferguson. He didn't want to lose, and he brought on Skulls, Giggs, and Ronaldo at the same time for a game that you don't need to win. Uh, I know I don't know the minute. I'm going to have a stab. I know we hung on for dear life. I say 58. I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong because that's just a total yeah. It was on the stroke of half time. It was the forty fifth minute, but that's no, still no, no. only no, thirteen no. out. Only thirteen out. Mm. Have you got a match one match issue shirt from no. that game? I will tweet you, and I will uh, uh, tag. I've got the Tevez shirt that he wore from that game. I have that here. <laughs> and, that was not the answer I was expecting. <laughs> and I've even got his boots. Right, I have to just have to. I got a Tevez shirt from a Manchester United player, ex-West Ham, who played in the game. I'm not going to tell you who, but there was only a couple of them. Probably, you'll probably possibly, you can narrow it down, can't you? But yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we won't be able to top that, but I think this goal tops that. On the 26th of March, which is, I didn't know this, but that's actually my birthday, so. 26th of March, 2000, West Ham United beat Wimbledon 2-1. And this is one of the most iconic Premier League goals. Of yeah, all the time. Paolo Di Canio goal. It is the Paolo Di Canio goal. Cross over Cunningham. Di Canio! Oh, I do not believe that. That is sensational. Oh, Even by oh. his standards. Oh, take a bow, son. Take a bow. You are not going to see a better goal than this. Great ball from Foy. Even better ball. From Sinclair, but that is just sensational. Oh, yes, wow. <laughs> right here, uh, it was in the second half. I don't have a clue at the minute. I don't have a shirt from that game, so there you go. So I don't have a shirt. I'm going to stab at this. I really don't know. Uh, I'd say it was in the second half. I'd say 71, and that's a pure guess. It's 20 odd years ago. It wasn't in the second half. It was in the first half. It was half. in the first half. Was that in the first half? It was in the eighth minute. <laughs> oh, there you go. I was completely wrong. There you go. I was take back all my fucking brownie points I got from the last one. <laughs> and, and I didn't even go to the game or I didn't even see it live. I had to see that actually in the evening. No, there you go. I, I, was that the eighth minute? It was the first goal then. Yeah, first goal. I got that completely wrong. Oh, I didn't even get the half right. That's terrible. That's bad. So that unfortunately gave you a score of sixty-three. Yeah, that that's bad. Goal. That's terrible. That's yeah. When you said second half, I, I wanted oh, no, really no. to interrupt the goal. I no, didn't but... even know it was that early. There you go. I didn't have a clue. I just no. I didn't have that a clue. That gives you a total score, Mick, of eighty-eight. Which no, that's bad. That's a fucking game. Excuse me. Unfortunately, that puts you. It, you're not. You are. It does put your bottom, but you are joint bottom with Zeki. So, you've got great mate. company. Come great on, man. That's a whole there. match. That's a whole match. <laughs> on the and Norwich, bottom of the league. Yeah. <laughs> We're used to it, though, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, the pair of yeah. us, aren't we? I mean, similar, similar company, at least. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe it. I was... There you go. I didn't know that. I just had a complete guess. I didn't even... Yeah, I, I, I was... Probably probably yeah. No, I... I no, I'm eighth minute. 
I'm quite I glad that's mind, I'm quite glad that's made your mind blown because you've mind blown me for the past hour. Yeah, so. yeah, but I didn't know that. But I, I just have to say on that goal, what a cross by Trevor Sinclair. He doesn't yeah. get the credit. He put it on his foot. Yeah. Trevor Sinclair picked out and put that on Paladin So Okay, it was a superb goal, but that cross passed. The cross, yeah. He got the ball. He looked up. He thought there. How many players can do that? At the time, there was probably him or David Beckham. Unbelievable cross. Unbelievable cross. Unbelievable goal. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm pissed off with that. 71. It's the eighth minute. I didn't even get the half right. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> How can oh. you get 88? And I actually got one out by a minute. Anyway, it's all a laugh, isn't it? Yeah, it's all a laugh. No, no, I didn't, no I'll tell you why. Was... I didn't have the shirt. If I had the shirt, if I had the shirt, I might have been yeah, closer. But yeah. I haven't got that shirt. I haven't got that shirt. I haven't even seen it. I don't even know who's got it. But it's not no. me anyway. Well, what a way to end, Mick. Thank you so much yeah. for taking the time out this evening to come on. It's been... You've blown it's my been mind. I've actually enjoyed this. It, it, <laughs> it has actually, no, it has actually been right now. I've enjoyed yeah. this. Thank you yeah. very much. Uh, do you want to, I don't know if you want to drop yourself a plug on Twitter and Instagram, if, if you want people to follow you or not, because you have got one of the most insane collections I've seen and the posts you put on Twitter. Like, oh, like yeah. your stories, it's just so casual. So if you want people to come over and have a look at your collection, Feel free yeah. to plug yourself. It's uh, ICWHS, and a lot of uh, people have asked me, what the hell does that mean? And it actually stands for I Collect West Ham Shirts, which is all it means. There you go. I Collect West Ham Shirts is me, ICWHS. Thank you very much for coming on, Nick. And honestly, people that are listening are watching, if you're watching on YouTube, drop him a follow, because the shirts he posts on there, you saw from the start of this episode, what it is and it's just madness so yeah it's more than madness <laughs> sports social podcast network